Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And Courtney, how are you? I'm better than the last time you saw me, but I don't know how I am. Just know I'm better. Um, a lot's happened. I've uh, I've been all the way to Philadelphia since we spoke, and uh, we did my mom's birthday, and so we did a lot of new things. We went to some museums. We went to the Museum of Jewish History. We went to the Museum of Illusions and the Mütter Museum, which is like a science anomaly museum that cool. they use for like teaching med school. So it was very interesting. Um, my mom tried hot pot for the first time. Not a fan. I'm a fan. She wasn't a fan. Oh. She kept saying, we have to cook our own food. We have to, and I was like, I know. So I had to show her the Olin Rogers video about yeah. uh, melting pot, of course. Just the best for any of those of you who have not seen it um, when it came out. I will say, if you if you go to melting pot to cook your own food, don't order the duck. Just I mean, I don't like duck, so I wouldn't. No, I do love duck, but I just feel like duck is something that you have to, like, really know what you're mm. doing to cook. And I got it last time I went to Melting Pot, and I was like, I should not be allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. You have a Melting Pot near you? Mm-hmm. That's where one of the re- remaining ones are? Yeah. I might go to your wedding. <laughs> you <laughs> might go to my <laughs> wedding. Shut up. No, I said I'm going to go at your wedding. <laughs> oh, at my wedding. <laughs> so I'll be in Buffalo. I'll have to go there. Because yeah. um, they, they closed them everywhere else. It's like one of my favorites. Um, I didn't realize they closed them everywhere because the one that's here is still here. It's always And it's always fucking busy. I think they had one in like Westchester, but I never made it to that one. They um, had one in New Orleans that closed. I think there was one in Baton Rouge that closed. But there's like been a few. Been a few that have closed. Real bummer. Um but yeah, so we just kind of explored Philadelphia. We did my my four feet and my mom's. We were walking like seven to ten miles a day um, just because it yeah. felt easier um, at the time. And then we were exhausted. But we also we also made a terrible mistake of not understanding baseball. And um, uh, yeah, the Phillies were fighting for the World Series at the time. Or for fighting to go to the World Series. Yeah. And so like, that was a they terrible walked. time to be in the <laughs> Well, here's the time. thing. The thing about <laughs> I was watching something about like toxic traits of cities. And the thing that they said about Philadelphia was that it doesn't matter sports. if the Phil- if Philadelphia sports win or lose, they will mm-hmm. set the city on fire. Yeah, it's bad either way. Like yeah. I was talking to Zach about it the next day because I was there and they for those of you who don't keep up with baseball like me. Um, they lost the last game after they won. So it was, you had to win four to three. They won like three in a row and then lost the next four. Like it was, it was rough, it was really rough for them. Um, but they apparently like greased the poles, like light poles. So people don't climb up them and the Eagles. And it doesn't work. So in Philadelphia, no, it doesn't. They and, like, yeah, they literally grease the, the police grease the light poles so that people won't climb up them and yeah. it doesn't work. They still manage to get up there. Yeah. It's like um, also like blocked off and I couldn't get in there. Were, there are only three melting pot locations left in the state of New York in, in the state of New York. Oh. Sorry. You, you gasped too early. Um, one in Farmingdale, which I don't know. Where one in White Plains. There's one in White Plains. Yeah. And then there's one in Buffalo. White Plains is like an hour and a half. I think maybe an hour if you go on a good train. <gasps> Yeah, so so there is one on um, in White Plains, except for that the White Plains um, melting pot location still has their Mother's Day hours of operation on their website, which is not not a a great sign, not a positive sign. No, but Um, I think Farmingdale, I think it's right above Scarsdale, maybe or so it's like two hours away. Like, I don't think it's that far from the city. Um, not as far as Buffalo, at least, but I could be wrong. I may just be all putting all those towns together. Oh, yeah. No, this this uh, one in White Plains is no longer a melting pot. It is a holy crab Cajun seafood. I think that's the one that I saw that I was going to go to because it was so close and it's not there anymore. Oh, okay. Great. Breaking my heart. It's fine. So sorry. I'm on the official melting pot website and <laughs> yeah. apparently well, it's a lie. Now that you've broken my heart and I've been to Oh, but the one the one in Far- the one in Farmingdale is still open because they have their Thanksgiving website. And is it near Farmingdale? 
is where the fuck is this? Uh, like the Kipsey area, maybe. It is. Oh, it's just north of Amityville. So it's on Long Island. Yeah. So that's probably. That's probably. Like it's a it's <laughs> like get there. it's yeah. Well, but like from, doable. from me, it's a seven hour drive. So from you, it's only what two hour train ride. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I'll add it to my list when I find a you way. You can go to Melting Pot and then go down to Amityville. Since they're still fucking calling me. I was going to say, and I can do some recon. Um, find, yeah. whatever th- find whatever Thai restaurant in Amityville keeps calling me. I'll do it. I'll shut them down. Um, um, yeah. So uh, how are you? I haven't talked to you in two weeks. And mm-hmm. I have definitely done things in those two weeks. I don't know. Like, I was like, what story am I going to tell Courtney about what I've done with my life? I don't, I genuinely have no idea. Um, you taught classes. You went to classes. I did. I taught some, I literally looking at my calendar. <laughs> um, I went to class. I have, I had dinner with Dan's uh, aunt and uncle. I had a Halloween party. Um, oh, I met. Alex Timbers, who is just oh, yeah. the sweetest, sweetest human. Um, he was awkward and adorable and everything I would have wanted him to be. And um oh yeah, because because this won't come out for a couple days and I can um say it and not feel bad that I'm jumping on anybody's announcement. Um Brianna had her baby yesterday. Oh, I saw it. I think she announced today on Facebook. She did announce it today on Facebook. Um, she had a baby yesterday, but um, apparently when Zara was born, we we when Zara was born, we all posted it on Facebook before Brie, and so she um, which I don't remember that, but um, she claims that is how that went down. And um, to be fair, she was in the hospital for three days, so it's very possible that she actually didn't post anything, and I just don't remember, like. Um, because also I was in Thailand, so time zones. So like, well, also, like also right, <laughs> like I was in Thailand, and time zones were weird, and I saw posts, and I didn't know who posted first, and so like I probably posted something because I saw somebody else post something, so I was like, oh, we're right. allowed to post. Anyway, and so I have apologized for that, but I still blame it on Thailand and time zones. But um, she did, she did already post today. So, and I can, but, so I know that, but yes, baby Layla was born yesterday and she was huge. Zara looks like the best big sister. Yeah, she was yesterday. She, we were on FaceTime and she was like, mama and Bob aren't home yet. And I was like, no, no, they're not. They're, they're, they just had the baby. She goes, but they're not home yet. She's like, the cutest i can't with her i I can't with her so that's my exciting thing i did feel bad my dad came home yesterday morning and then she went to have the baby yesterday afternoon oh he just got back yesterday he just got back he left he left in the morning and like by the when he was in getting on his transfer flight like at his connection was when she went to go to the birthing center i was just like jump on a different plane and head back yeah that's a shame. At least your mom got to be there, though. Yeah, my mom's there. She's still there for another week. So, that's yeah, so I got a little baby niece, and I can't wait to meet her. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's my, my excitement. I've been busy Halloweening, and um, Dan and I finally did our Amy and Rory Halloween costume that we Did you bought. take pictures? Because I sure didn't get a picture. Oh, I didn't send any pictures, did I? You sure didn't. No. Well, I, I actually, I need to text his aunt and get, she took pictures, like, with the full body costume, so you can see, like, my shoes and everything, but I have some selfies that I can send, but yes, Dan and I finally did our Amy and Rory costume. Ah, uh, I forgot. I've already forgotten. I have no sense um, of, like, memory. Okay, I was literally, I brought an iron to work with me, and I was sitting at my desk at work with, like, iron-on letters and stitching my costume, like, my vest for my costume together when Alex Timbers had to come get his lunch for me awkwardly while I'm literally I'm literally ironing <laughs> iron on letters onto a vest and giving Alex Timbers his lunch and I was like who am I what is happening <laughs> that's so funny I love it so yeah 
Um, but since I do have happy news going on in my life right now, why don't you keep that up and give us some inspiration? So okay. don't tell me you don't have it ready because you literally just spent how long trying literally to get it ready? It. Yeah, I literally just put it down. Anyways, um, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go and do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Howard Washington Thurman. I fucking love that. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Speaking of so good. Stargate. I have mixed feelings. I <laughs> knew you would. I knew you would. Um, there are so many reasons why I think you would hate this episode. Um so let's get into it. Um, today we are talking about Stargate, right. season four, episode sixteen, two thousand ten. It was rated eight point six stars. That's really high. It is. <laughs> That's like terribly high. Like seven point four. Like let's be honest, maybe seven point six, but like. This episode has no real correlation unless we come back around at some point and they actually do go to the planet they're not supposed to. But like otherwise, there's no real correlation. We're not gonna get these like characters back again, I imagine. Like that aren't our regular characters. So like kind of a throwaway episode, in my opinion. I get it, I understand why it's there. It's not that it doesn't fit. Feels like a throwaway episode. It came out on January twelfth, two thousand one. Um, this number one song was the same song. Um, the number one book was From the Corner of His Eye by Dean Koontz. I've heard of uh, it. I haven't, read it. I've, I haven't read it. I haven't heard of it, but I have vaguely heard of him. He's wrote like, he's written, he's wrote, he's written like an absolute fuck ton of books. Hey, Carolyn. He also, he wrote the Frankenstein series of books that the new Frankenstein TV show is actually based off of. Um, and this book is a suspense thriller that, like, is really fucking weird and goes against, goes about it into, like, the true nature of good and evil. And, like, there's a character who's a serial killer and a character who's a baby born of rape. And it's, like, really fucking weird and wild. wild. Um and um, I almost want to read it just because I'm so disturbed by the description. But I don't have time for books, so that won't happen. It's a, I read Jekyll and Hyde this weekend for um, Unseen Artists. And so I'm, I'm right up in my good and evil alley right now. And it was only 62 pages and it took me longer than it should have to read it. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, the, the number one movie, speaking of um, good and evil, just kidding. This movie has nothing to do with good and evil. Um, the number one movie was Save the Last Dance, starring Julia Stiles. I have not seen that movie probably since it came out. Right. I was like, I definitely <laughs> have seen that movie, but probably not since the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. For sure. um, but if you want to really talk early 2000s, the two events that happened this day are both things that are very important to you and I. No Strings Attached came out. No. I think that was 2001, though. It might have been. Um, But they also, they both have to do with the world of Disney. Because on January 12th, 2001, Downtown Disney opened to the public in Anaheim. The first Downtown Disney at Disneyland opened. I love, I love. And it was the world premiere of the first episode of Lizzie McGuire. That is the most important thing that's ever happened. Right. Right. I was like, nothing. I literally, I was taking my notes last night and I looked at it and I just gasped. And Dan and Doug were like, what's wrong? I go, this is the day Lizzie McGuire came out. And they were like, we were watching football. We weren't watching Stargate. We were watching football while I took my pre-show notes. And they were like, what? I go, sorry, I'm on a different planet. The two of you continue watching your game. I'm not here. 
Yeah, Bills didn't play yesterday. They played Thursday, so like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't have no. But actually, the game that we were watching, we were watching the the Sunday night game, the Chargers game, and it was very mm. important because I yeah. needed I Let's needed Keenan, Keenan Allen. I needed Keenan Allen. I needed him to get no points. I needed Keenan Allen to do terribly, and Cole Komet on the Chicago to do very well. So I was like, this is not likely to happen. Keenan Allen did terribly and Cole Komet did very well. So I was like, Yeah, I think he got like 17 points and he's been getting like a thousand. He got and 17. He got 17 points and Cole Komet got 15, but I was up by eight. So I won by six points. I'm so, I was so like, mad. I'm playing the other thing is, this week. It all Dan, comes down to like a few in, in Dan's other league, Dan and Doug were playing against each other and Dan had Justin, Justin Herbert. So after the second touchdown in the first quarter, I just looked at Doug and I go, You are fucked just so you know yeah i uh i was like oh we were recording stuff for unseen artists and so i'm like watching on my phone i was like what is keenan allen doing where are his touchdowns why am i getting notifications keenan allen did nothing i was expecting him to take me over the top and i i won't know till 11 (laughs) if i won but i'm down by 15 points and he has his flex player i don't know who it is Mm-hmm. Well, Raheem Mostert did nothing for me this week, and Lamar Jackson did nothing for me this week, and someone else who usually does a lot. Oh, DK Metcalf did nothing for me this week. Um, so I don't know how I won. Don't know how I won, but I did. Um, the only quarterback who in my league who got less points than Lamar Jackson was Pat Mahomes. That's funny to me, but um, yeah. Yeah, anyway points. yeah yeah did they win they won thursday right yeah i'm again very disconnected from life i slept 12 hours they won because i was at work mm, that's right they, that's they right. only win they went i was at work and, and so they yeah if, if i'm at work when they play they win so it's okay. fine um i don't work next sunday though so i'm a little nervous that's a shame yeah um this episode, sorry, I just like, I turned, the, it was freezing in the room when I came upstairs um, and I turned the heat up really high and now I can tell that I did that. Um, <laughs> this episode was directed by Andy Makita, who is returning. We haven't seen him in a while, but he. Said, but not recently. No, I think the last episode he directed was Foothold in season oh, three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's been Good a while. Um, it was written by Brad Wright. And it was edited by Rick Martin. Now, the guest star. I don't know who you're going to talk about for The Exorcist this week. No, you don't. But I might have ruined (laughs) it for you. Because the guest star for this episode of uh, Stargate is Christopher Cousins. You did not. Okay, good. Is he in The Exorcist this week, too? Yes. So... So Christopher, Christopher Is Cousins, Peter? yes. Oh, okay. So no. Christopher Cousins um, played the ambassador Joe, um, and he is known for Breaking Bad, The Grudge Two, and Wicker Park. Um, he, I literally wrote, also plays Peter in The Exorcist. So I hope Courtney doesn't talk about him. <laughs> I didn't. He wasn't next in my cast list. Yeah, um, he he does a lot of charity work for like homeless and uh, oh, people okay. and and like the hungry. Um, and he has been married to his wife for twenty three years, and he's just chilling. He's a very not he he's very politically active on Twitter. Um, but I the mo- only real recent big thing he's done is Breaking Bad. So I haven't I don't have a lot of like personal life information about him. Um, what did he play Breaking Bad? Did you did you note that by chance? Uh, I didn't. Um, Ted. It's not usually I may not even remember. Ted, no, his name was like Ted Canapi or something like that. Um, Canapé. Naps. The food. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I just making know. stuff up. <laughs> I watched Breaking it. Bad. Like. Yeah, he played he, his character. He, oh. Ben Ben Benek B E N E K E B E N E K E Benek E Ben Benek I don't know but the character's name is Ted. 
Mm, I think he was maybe one of the like drug guys. Like he was somebody who was drug he guys. was somebody who was blackmailing somebody. That sounds right. That's yeah. Right. Doesn't um, narrow it down a ton, but it does sound right. So yeah. <laughs> but um, but I so I'm on his IMDb. I wrote the top three, and then I'm on his IMDb to see if there's anything that I can pin connect to. And it says the Exorcist 2016, and then it says four episodes, and I go, what? So I clicked on it and went and said, Peter, I go, oh, we haven't talked about him yet. So, it, okay. It not look the same either. It's not at all. I was watching the exercise after having already done my notes and know, knowing what I wrote. I was like, wow, he aged very differently. Like, because I knew they were yep. the same face, I could see it because I was like looking for it. But he definitely aged in the last year. Like and to be fair, this this came out in two thousand one, and this ex- and the Exorcist episodes came out in twenty seventeen. So that's, that's sixteen. That's sixteen years, and he's currently like sixty three. So like that's going from your mid thirties to your mid fifties. So that is the kind of a jump. To like yeah, so like that is a jump. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, but yeah. No, I did not talk about him. I don't know if I'll get to him. I probably won't now that you're talking about him. That's totally fair. There's a lot of people in a. <laughs> Not there's a lot of people in this season. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in this season of the Actor Fest. Um, and with Stargate, it's great because literally somebody can be in one episode and they still get guest credit star because I've already mm-hmm. talked about everyone important. So, like, I can talk about whoever I want. So, Christopher mm-hmm. Cousins, tune into The Exorcist to see more about him. It's great. Um, anyway, um, we start with no no preamble to what the fuck is happening whatsoever mm-hmm. um sam is meeting a man for lunch and they're clearly like together together and um she's super late and apologizing and he said it's okay because he's leaving the planet he's going off world mm-hmm. um and she's not pregnant yep super cash super cash right at this point, um, I'm like, okay, is this another, like, alternate reality world? Is this another, like, we're stuck in a dream world where they've been, like, hypnotized or drugged to think something else and they've, like, ended up in this society, like, when they were underground in the bunker or whatever? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's not. This is real life. So, in Stargate, if something happens that you're confused, alternate reality, weird brainwashing, or uh time jump all absolutely valid all have happened all will happen again like this show makes no goddamn sense (laughs) yeah i did not go to time jump at first i did eventually i eventually got there obviously but like obviously at first i was like Um, i was like i think because they were all wearing like the gray suits like this feels culty i was like this feels like it it was it was culty um so then they they leave the restaurant, whatever, and they're off. They're at a Stargate airport, um, and um, he's an ambassador who's like flying off to check on a planet because that's a thing that happens. Yeah, why not? Sure. Um, but he said he's going to be back by that later that day because um, there's an anniversary celebration for Sam. Mm-hmm. And we find out that they're at the 10-year anniversary ceremony for the day that SG-1 met the Eshin people. Um, we get a video message from the President of the United States, Robert Kinsey. Last, I mean, last week when you made your predictions, and I was like, one of those is true in the next episode. Internally, I was was cackling because you made up all these really wild predictions. And I was like, one of those is true. And you literally go, well, it can't be Kenzie being president. That would happen too fast. (laughs) I know we're jumping 10 years ahead in time. How was I to know? How was I to know? Um, Yeah. And I told Doug that that's how the last episode went down. And he goes, okay, but that's not even fair. You can't do that to her. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Um, oh, you're my favorite. So, yeah. Um, Kenzie's giving them this whole speech, and Jack isn't there. We don't know why. Um, 
At first, it almost seems like he might be dead. He's dead. I thought he died. And then, and then, so here's where I next spiraled. I know he's not in all thousands of seasons of Stargate. So, yeah. like, is he leaving this soon? Like, did we jump 10 years for real and now we're losing Jack and maybe Hammond, even though they're still talking about Hammond like he's alive, but they're acting like Jack is dead? I was like, what has happened? I had a lot of, uh, lot of issues yeah they they do that a lot where they like tease things in a way that is really upsetting um so he said that the ashen um but apparently in their field report from the day that they first met the ashen jack wrote all of the stuff saying that the ashen had enough science and technology that they would share and that they could possibly be the thing that actually saves us from the gold and President Kinsey says, while you were right, Jack, they did. Um, everybody applauds, cheers. And then Teal'c, Sam, and Daniel get medals of honor from the president. Um, then our, our group, um, we have Ambassador Joe and Sam, Teal'c, Daniel, and Janet. And they are toasting General Hammond. Um did you immediately pick up on the fact that he died? No, because okay. I wasn't sure. I was like, okay. I, assume, I thought Jack died. And I was like, right. yeah, that tracks. And then but I was like, Hammond, no, he's alive. Like, he sounds alive still. Well, they so they said, they said they haven't seen him in six years and they're toasting to him and it's been a really long time. But they and- said the same thing about Jack. Right. But I also, like, I, I know the episode, so I knew that they were t- toasting mm-hmm. to Hammond. Because he was dead, but I also, in my notes, I wrote who may be dead, question mark, because I didn't know if it came off like that in that moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, if I didn't already know that, would I know that? That's why I wanted to ask you. Was it obvious? I I think I did think he was dead after that. Well, because I feel like you wouldn't be toasting toasting to someone like that if they were, if they weren't with you, like... Like that feels very yeah that no that feels very much like a to this person because they're not with us anymore kind of thing like if they were like to sam because sam was standing right there that's a totally different vibe um but then to be like oh to hammond how long has it been six years we can't believe it like that feels very much like a they're dead yeah yeah for sure um so um we find out then in that moment that Jack isn't there because he hates the Eshin Alliance. <laughs> He's still alive. Great. He just told them to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Which feels very much more Jack. Does. Um, Janet says she gets how Jack feels because her job has been made obsolete. Poor Janet. I was like... <sighs> The whole time, I was like, she's going to be bored out of her mind. She's also terrified that she's going to lose a job that she doesn't have. And, like, bless her heart. Um, So then they make plans to get dinner later and catch up. But um, Sam wants to talk to Janet. She's like, what do you you mean by that? Like, why are you feeling this way? Because obviously Sam is very important. She's she's married to the fucking ambassador to the other planets. So, like, she's important. Um... And Janet tells Sam that now that everyone has an anti-cancer and anti-aging medicine um, and that they have all of these, like, crazy, fancy medical machines, they don't need, like, normal doctors anymore. Yeah. Um, and then she they're talking about, like, their lives and Janet asks Sam if she is pregnant and she was like no not yet and she was like but you and joe have been trying for like a while how long has it been she's like three years and janet's like that's that feels wrong mm-hmm. like that feels wrong like and she and she was like and sam was like no it's okay like the ashen doctors like they told me that everything's fine we just have to keep trying and she's like which is rude let me tell you like how damaging on your psyche is that if you just keep trying everybody's like you're fine just do it again and it's never happened. Right, right. But also, like, sometimes there is nothing wrong. And it's just the timing is not working out. Or, or like, it is a bad night the time you actually try. on like And, like, there's lots of reasons why fer- fertilization doesn't happen. But 
Nobody who's actively part of a medical world and has been trying for three years just has that bad luck. Yeah, like, you have a reason at that point. Right. And that Janet's basically like, let me do some tests. And Sam's like, no, like, it's fine. Like, they're they're doing it. And Janet's like, I was your doctor for how long before this happened? What would it hurt to just run some medical tests that you understand? So they do. Janet. Again, guy on IMDb. Janet's right. super necessary. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, fuck whoever said Janet was not a necessary character. I can. The only um, time she saved the world without, like, really lifting a finger. Like, it didn't take a lot. She just kind of, like, was smart. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was not. Correct. Maybe um, so Janet shows her the results of her tests, and it turns out that her ovaries are, like, irreparably damaged and she will never be able to have kids and sam is crying and janet's trying to console her but then we find out that sam's not crying because she can't have kids she's crying because she doesn't understand why the doctors would lie to her mm-hmm. which is she's fair because <laughs> she's like, right because but also like sam clearly is part of like the upper echelon of this society she like works with them personally why would they be lying to her like that's not just a like emotional thing about your like baby or lack thereof it's like your whole life is a lie right your whole life the last years is a lie not even just like today so then sam goes to work and malim who is this eshin guy who they're working with i want to call him um he's working on converting a planet into a star Sure. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Um, and he gives Sam access to the Ashen computer core, which is apparently a thing he does all the time because he like trusts her and or thinks she's stupid. I think it's a little bit of both. I think so too. Um, and I don't necessarily think that he thinks she's stupid. I think that he thinks she's trusting enough to not look through anything other than what she's actually supposed to be working on. Because, and you my- know, she- if anybody would be that way, it would be her because she's very much the rule follower, straight edge. She's the one who just does. What and and she's the one who's so excited about the development of the technology and the science mm-hmm. and the space exploration that, of course, she's just going to figure out how to fix it. Yeah. Like, um, but so she does. She she asks for the access so she can do better calculations. But really, her and Janet are there looking to find out what's going on and it turns out that the worldwide birth rate in the last three years has dropped 91 percent which like i feel like as a human on the planet you should be able to tell just like day to day like if i don't see like 12 babies or if i'm seeing like 12 babies every day and all of a sudden it's like no babies no babies anywhere no one i know is getting pregnant in any stages of life I feel like I would notice. She's just in her little bubble with her politicians and, and aliens. Like, yeah. Just, hmm. I mean, I think it's naive. Like, probably is aliens, and so she's not thinking it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's naive for sure. But I do also think that there's this weird, like, social bubble that exists in dc because so many people who live in dc only part-time live in dc because they're working downtown and then they have like their families are actually like in new hampshire and so like i feel like the people who work and live in washington have like a weird just like in general a weird outlook on on normal and we didn't see a lot of like non-alien women in that crowd when we were like no there. So like, there's no one she would see get pregnant, right? So yeah, so it makes it she didn't notice, but like I feel like someone else in the world, someone else noticed. should have noticed. <laughs> yeah. So um, and it correlates to everywhere that they have introduced the anti-aging vaccine. So they know that somehow this vaccine is related, but they don't really know why. 
But then Janet starts to panic and says that they can't talk about it here and she needs to leave and they will not have any more conversations inside the facility. More? Yeah. Um, so then we go to dinner and Janet, Sam, Daniel, and Teal are discussing everything that we've learned so far. And we find out that they basically just like gave everything up to the Eshens um, because they saved them and they were like grateful. And it was like, you know, how most dictatorships slowly took over their countries because they helped them win a war. You know, like... That doesn't sound familiar at all. It doesn't, it doesn't sound familiar at all, China and Germany and Vietnam and Venezuela and what? Yeah, yeah, no. No, never. it's not. Never. <laughs> um... Yeah. And the fact that, you know, Daniel, the archaeologist, doesn't immediately see this happening. I do feel like this is a bit of a plot hole because how did the, um, oh my God, the Asgardians, like, not say something? Because, like, the Toker are gone as of now, right? Like, that's what I'm understanding. Um, yeah, but like the Toker, like- the Toker would be mostly gone because of the Garwold themselves being gone. Like, so like they're gone, so they would not be available to say something. But like the Asgardians have such a close relationship with Earth that I feel like they would have um, said something. I think that the Asgardians didn't because. Earth let the Eshens do it. The Asgardians don't trust Earth. They don't trust humans yeah. yet. They trust Jack. And if Jack is willing to like go to somebody else for help, but Jack well, wasn't. Guess- Jack hates them. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> but but what is what is what are the Asgardians going to do? The only person they trust is Jack, and they're kind of just like, see, Jack, this is why we couldn't let you guys be the fifth race because your people aren't aren't good enough for that. Are morons. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't think it's that much of a plot hole. I mean, it's sad that they couldn't. Bestie story, Jack. I think it couldn't. Yeah. No beaming up of nonsense. I don't know where. Well, but we don't. We also don't know what the Ashen technology is like, and how much shielding they're able to do of the planet from the Asgardians. Like we know the Asgardians are like pretty technologically advanced, but we've also never seen anybody as technologically advanced as the Ashens, other than the Asgardians. So, so, are we ever going to see the Ashen again? I genuinely don't remember. It doesn't stick out in my head, but it doesn't mean that we're not. I feel like we're not. It's very frustrating to me. You know, it's fine. It's fine. No, I, I like I said, it doesn't stick out in my head, but there's a lot of things that I don't remember. Um, Stargate's just really good at creating these whole things that never come back again. That is very true. Oh, they do come back. No? Maybe? Am I? Yes, they will come back. Okay, well, that's good at least. It's not the end of a whole world we've created, a whole entire race we've created. Um, Yeah. Oh, while they're talking at dinner and we find out that they're like that these people that they let take over are also like slowly euthanizing their entire population a la Hitler um we also find out that they may or may not have murdered Hammond yeah (laughs) good times these are uh morons yeah but then while discussing the Hammond, they realize that the only way to fix this is to use the solar flare method discovered in 1969 yeah. to go back and stop this from ever happening. Super loosey-goosey method that has, like, no guarantee. Scientifically explain exactly how it works. No. It's also only done it once. 
I mean, I guess twice. One's on purpose and one's on accident. On accident, yeah. Um, because they got to 1969 and then they yeah. got back. So. Um, right, right. So Sam goes to a very off-the-grid looking house. Um, and we find a retired and cranky Jack. And I was like, oh, he's like retired for real, for real. He, like, she calls him sir and he was like, I am not a sir. Yeah, he's like, no, no, don't no. do that. And she is, like, trying to be sweet. She's like, oh, so this is the place you were always trying to get me to, like, come to. And he's like, get the fuck off my lawn. He's, like, not playing games. He's like Clint Eastwood in every Clint Eastwood movie. Like, <laughs> um, 100%. And she's like, she's like, we have these problems. He goes, oh, I can't imagine who told you that was going to happen. Look, I have to say, like, that's not nice, first of all. But 10 years is a long time. For Nobody talking to you. And, like, you. right. Nobody believing you, not talking to you. 10 years on the grid, by your, off the grid, by yourself, ignoring this whole new society that your friends have been a part of because they didn't listen to you. And, oh, now it's falling apart. Sorry. Right, right. Like, I don't blame him. And he's, like, like, and he's like, do you know how, like, stress-free my life has been for the last 10 years? I haven't had to worry about saving any planets. I haven't had to worry about anything. And also, he probably only really went off the grid after Hammond died. Yeah. And he was like, the worst thing in my life is whether or not I should get a dog. So, no, I will not be helping you. Oh, the dream. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam's like, but we need your help. And he goes, well, I needed you to listen. Oh. This is how I imagine my work falls apart. How I'll be. It's fine. <laughs> um, so Sam goes back and she tells Daniel and Teal'c that they're on their own. Teal'c's going to go back to Chulak so things don't look very suspicious. Um, and then they will uh, let him know when they're ready. Basically. I also wanted them to like, I didn't hear anything about 10 plus years Tilk. Like, did he get any of his family back? Like, is Braytop like hanging out with him? Like, does he know anyone? Are they all new to him? They didn't care. I cared. So not the point. <laughs> but we know where everyone else stands. No, we don't. We don't know shit about what Daniel's doing. We just know he has a nice haircut and better glasses. Like, we don't know shit about his life. Well, Daniel just kind of ebbs and flows. Not a lot to like keep up with of him. All of his family is dead. And his probably most prominent real life girlfriend became an alien. So like not a lot to grow from. Oh, you mean not Shari, you mean Sarah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, no, Shari is also dead. <laughs> no, no, yeah, she's dead. So like there's not a lot of like updates on him. Well, yeah, but, you know, he does still have, uh, what's his fucking nuts? Um, Char's dad is not dead. Yeah, but he's not there. He's, like, not on Earth. Yeah, but, like, if we just have, like, open travel <laughs> to worlds, why doesn't Daniel just go live on Abydos with his fucking father-in-law, which is what he was doing before we ate this all shit went down anyway? Daniel doesn't know how to make any sense in his life. I'm sure he's like, been that's, time for me. Now. That's my like, the biggest plot hole. If really we had full and complete access to the Stargate to like tra casually travel, Daniel would be living on Abydos, and you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. Like, well, you know, he's probably been married like three or four times by now, and so like, who knows? Maybe he's lived on different planets. And now he's like in a lull, and he's just back on Does do all of his wives die, or does he get divorced? Depends. Oh, okay. Depends. Some die, some get divorced. Some become new kinds of aliens, maybe. I don't know. Okay. You never um, know. So then Sam and Daniel go to the SGC Museum in order to steal Wild. A, a GDO so that they can have a correct iris code when they go back in time. And this museum is... All of the worst things about museums at the same time. Yeah. Um, the tour guide sucks. Sucks. She is 
horrid. She is the worst person. And she's, she's she was not interested enough to be a tour guide. But also when she said, this is the most popular and probably the most important, but not my favorite SG team. Who the fuck is your favorite? SG3? Right. They're all dead. That's what I was going to say. Like, who's left? Who are you trying to, like, get stuff from? Yeah. She also looks really familiar, and I forgot to check who she was. I thought maybe she was the one. Because <laughs> I forgot about Joe for a second. I was like, oh, are you going to do the tour guy? Because she was fucking baddie. She was no. baddie, but she did look familiar. Um, no. What am I talking about? She, she like, I don't know. I felt like she was on Glee or some shit. It's the kind of familiar she looked to me. Mm -hmm. um, she is named Linnea Johnson. Well, Linnea is the destroyer of the world. Is that her name? Linnea? Um, yeah, it is actually. Mm -hmm. um, this girl was has seven credits of IMDb and every single one of them is only one episode long. Except for the 2002, uh, like, after-school TV movie that she was in, um, where she played an unnamed teacher. So um, that doesn't help me. The only thing is she was a nurse in one episode of Fringe, so I have seen her face before. But doesn't I don't help know me. her. It doesn't help even a little bit. Maybe she's a relative of someone else that we do know. I don't know. Well, maybe she but I think she is just the destroyer of the world, and so we recognize evil when we see it. Um, maybe that's what I'm gonna go with. She is so fucking obnoxious. Um, <laughs> oh, I tried to find her Instagram, and it just opened my regular Instagram. Was... Anyway, um. Well, she also um, takes them to the gate room where you can take your picture with a replica gate. She was real intense about not touching that gate. Yeah, because she's the one who has to fucking scrub the fingerprints off. I know. You know she sounded know. like one of the, like, those, like, mean girls who's like, yeah, you can take a picture of it. Don't stand too close to me. Like, that's exactly yeah. how I felt she was describing the gate. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, calm down. I'm, like, trying to think of, like, what it reminded me of, of just, like, the worst, the worst kinds of museums. Yeah. Um, it, it reminded me of, um, no, I know exactly what it reminded me of because I was miserable. I was with my parents when they came to visit me in Thailand and we went to the bridge over the river Kwai, like the famous bridge. And people were just like standing in the middle of the train tracks, taking like couple selfies. And like, I took pictures on the bridge. Yes. But not like a, <laughs> like a, holy shit. I can't believe I'm not on this bridge. This is like an important fucking piece of history. Yeah. I was like, I don't have a reference because the three museums I went to last week were like super, super rad. So I was like, yeah. they were good examples. Yeah. No, I mean, like people were like really, really respectful and mourning at the War Remnants Museum in Vietnam. That was like not awful. Um, but yeah, no, the Bridge Over the River Kwai was pretty rough. So. That's what, but um, while they're walking around the gate room, which she calls the embarkment room. This is not a cruise lady. They run, they run into the, into Jack. Into the Jack. <laughs> into the Jack. And I laughed. <laughs> like, it caught me so off guard. I don't know why it caught, like, it doesn't feel that out of place. But it did catch me. Oh, it's off. absolutely something Jack would do. But when Jack yeah. was also, because part of it was because he was also making fun of the tour guide. Mm -hmm. Because he was just like, and we're walking. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but he takes them to the, like, control room, which is technically closed off. And has, like, a pile of supplies that he has already stolen from the museum. Including <laughs> a bunch of functional Zat guns. And the only GDO that they had there, but turns out it is not a functional one. Not like. And then 
And another weird ass twist of events, Sergeant Harriman shows up. Yeah, I was like, what is this life? I was like, what are we doing? And they were like, like, what it is an alternate reality? <laughs> Maybe I like, don't what know. Are you, they're like, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I, I still work here. Which is honestly like the most meta fucking joke of all time mm-hmm. because Sergeant Harriman is in every single episode of this goddamn show with no personality and no anything. He just he just still works there and like he just work, yeah, he just works this, there. This this scene was just like meta pure meta like inbreed comedy. Like it's just like, it was like shit that's only funny if you're a huge Stargate nerd. Like it was so stupid. And also like he's the one that like I would expect to stay there because he's just like no this is my job I man the controls and it's like well now I just like man the controls for the museum not like the yeah like parking. right like but it, yeah that it, it's it was the best um and he's like you guys can't like be here and you can't take that stuff and they're like what if we just like bring it back on Thursday and when we bring it back we tell you what's going on yeah. and he's like yeah totes super cool yeah but he's like they're like oh sergeant harriman he goes okay i'm not a sergeant anymore and you're not colonels we can't do this <laughs> and they were like i just like imagine like how do they, you how do you not and they're and they're like they're like but like where is the real gdo he goes um obviously it's on the fucking president's desk where else would it be it's not in the museum like <laughs> And they're like, oh, president's desk. Thank yeah. you. Um, <clears throat> so then Sam decides that she has got to use her sway to have Joe get it off the president's desk. And they're like, well, you know, like, if you tell him, there's no going back. So she decides. And they're she- like, but even if you don't tell him, there's no going back. I was like, right. you're not wrong. There's not right. really here. Yeah. So she tells, she goes to tell Joe that she needs him to steal the GDO from the president. Um, then we have a really quick scene to Daniel, Jack, and Janet, like, um, deciding what message they're going to send through, which was definitely felt like a time filler. Yeah. Like it was the only it was the only scene that really just did not feel necessary. Yeah, um, they could have handled telling us what was going to be in the message in a better way. I agree. Um, um, but then we go back to the real mate of Sam telling Joe, um, and she tells him why she can't get pregnant and everything that's going on, and it turns out this fucker knew <laughs> the whole time. He knew. Uh, I, I wish so you could hear the way your voice just came through in the microphone at the decibel that you just said it at. Um, it was like I can't even hear you. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> um, I was yeah. so he, he was like, she was like ninety percent decline in birth rate and he goes it was only supposed to be a third of that yeah. I was like are you kidding me you've let her go this long like and he was like our something pop- may have been and wrong he was or like, may not have been wrong like yeah he was like our population's unsustainable okay Thanos that's not the way to handle it <laughs> exactly I was like it was like that's only what super villains say except it's not a, a good guy comment I mean, to be fair, sometimes I say stuff like that, but I'm also not trying to take out the whole world. Like, right. You know? Yeah. I'm not um, doing anything about it. <laughs> but, you know, he does actually have a heart. Um, and when he realizes that Sam truly is affected and by this and that um, they're never going to have kids and that he's so guilty about everything that he's been a part of, he does agree to steal the remote for them. Uh, um so then sam is showing the rest of the team how the computer predicts solar flares and how they're going to use it to know exactly when they need to do to get dial out um and joe shows up with the briefcase but he makes jack promise to not let sam 
be a part of this so that she doesn't get hurt. And Jack kind of has like a moment of mutual love for Sam. Like very much like something may have happened and we missed it. And like it was, or it was like a, um, like ships in the night type thing. Like they were wrong timing, like back and forth for a bit. And well, it was probably things like Jack still has feelings for her, but when she didn't agree with him and she went with the Ashens, he he walked away from the whole situation. Yeah. And for the first time, he actually sees Joe as someone who cares about Sam, not like a suit. And yeah. so he like has a moment where he's like, yeah, no, I will do anything to protect Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out that the, the next solar flare is in seven minutes. So that is exactly how long they have to get everything done. Um, everyone heads out to their post. Janet goes to get Teal. Teal arrives, and then he and Daniel and Jack all like simultaneously hijack the entire airport like a straight-up terrorist attack, which, <laughs> given the fact that this came out in January of 2001, feels icky. Um um and they are like killing people or they're not killing people really they're like single zatting people to yeah. like not really kill anybody because also it doesn't really matter because they're going to go back and change the past or whatever um and they're like trying to knock out laser cannon things in the wall and um then we have the most upsetting and dramatic scene of all time where literally the entire sg team dot like just fucking dies dramatically dies like 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 multiple lasers to the side of their face watching them fall down with their eyes open bleeding everywhere dies all four of them yeah and each one of them only gets like so close to the gate and then it's like um, and finally, at the last second, Sam runs in and throws the note into the gate before she too dramatically dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we then going to fall through the gate, dead into the she team, and we were going to have a whole situation, and there was none of that. Um, but then back, back in the normal gate room with regularly uniformed Sergeant Harriman and Hammond. Um, the there's an incoming traveler and everything just suddenly is a normal episode again. Yeah, um, they're like, oh, they're like, you're not gonna believe this SG one. Everybody's like, and all of SG one just happens to be in the control room, and they're yeah. like, how is that? Mm-hmm. So Hammond's like, well, I gotta see this. Mm-hmm. Let him in, but he has the he has the defense teams enter the gate room. He's not just like okay, oh, um, and then a bloody piece of paper just flies through um and they all see that jack wrote a message on it and it says not to go to this planet um and janet tests the blood sample to make sure it's really theirs and hammond says yeah cool and takes p409 p yeah p40970 off of their dialing computers there are plenty yes. of like other worlds out there that correct, <laughs> correct, yeah. Um, uh, um. So, uh, you have any thoughts before I get into some triv? I don't know. We'll start in like twenty fifty three next week or something. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Who knows? Um, there's um only one goof that I want to talk about. I don't like continuity goofs. They seem like. Mm-hmm dumb because like there's no cameras. continuity <laughs> well no but also like okay so jack put sunglasses on in the next scene his sunglasses were off okay i don't oh. literally i couldn't give a shit about things like that mm-hmm. um but this one the newspaper that um joe is reading in the very opening scene that what you probably didn't realize is that the reason that is the opening shot is because the date is on the newspaper mm-hmm. and it says july 20 it's 27 2010 on the newspaper but it says thursday july 27 2010 and in 2010 july 27 was actually a tuesday oh so um 
Then we have some strange things um, in the scene where they're in the Stargate Museum and there are, people are taking pictures with the replica gate. Someone is giving the Vulcan salute thing. <laughs> Just dumb. Um, uh, Teal's Jaffa symbol is gone. Obviously, in the whole episode, he had no gold plate on his oh, forehead, yeah. and that's just to represent the fact that all gold are destroyed. Yeah, like, they don't exist that. anymore. Alive. Well, he said something about how there are some symbiotes still left for implantation for Jaffa, but that's why so many Jaffa are not friends with the Tauri anymore. Um, there. In that scene that we were talking about with Harriman, Harriman um, calls both Sam and Jack colonels. He says, you guys aren't colonels anymore, which does foreshadow that Sam will have to be promoted at some point because she's currently only a major. Um, well, think, and she's Sam. Of course she has to be. Right. Um, this is the first time that Sergeant Harriman's first name is ever spoken. I know I talk about it all the time because I know it. But it was never actually mentioned prior to this episode. And he was supposed to be called Norman Harriman. But um, Richard Dean Anderson just said a name that came into his mind. And he was thinking of Radar from MASH. So he just called him Walter. And they just went with it. So Sergeant Harriman's name... Um, got retroactively changed to Walter starting with this episode. But it was never said out loud prior to this. It's so funny. That feels right, uh, though. Yeah. And then my last piece of trivia is very sad trivia, actually. Um, because uh, in this episode, they talk about how General Hammond died of a heart attack Um prior to where we are in 2010. And Don Davis did not die in 2004. He died in 2008, but he did actually die of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So that was just like sad foreshadowing. Yeah. So. I hate it. I hate it. Um, but speaking of things you hate, uh, what do you want to punch? Mollusk. Fair. Um, I feel like this is all his fault somehow. I understand he's probably not the top of the chain, right. but he's the one who's been lying to Sam this whole time, and they're supposed to be besties, it seems. So Agreed. Um, I'm going to go with Joe, because speaking of fucking lying to Sam this whole time... Yep, he would have been the other one. So... Who's your MVP? Janet. None of this would have been figured out had she not been like, hey... I'm a doctor. Why don't we like look again and not just listen to people over and over when it clearly um, is wrong? <laughs> I'm going with Jack because he did not waver on his principles ever. And at the end, even though he didn't want to, he still came back for his friends. Because mm -hmm. he always will. So, um, yeah. What a time to be alive, really. Uh, they didn't know anything what 2010 was going to be like. I didn't oh. see not one crop jacket. Well, no, because they that wasn't what 2010 was like. That's what we they saved us from 2010 being like. Could you imagine if we had really made an alien alliance? If we had to be in a cult with all gray coats? That's so boring. Also, like, an anti-aging venom that doubles your life. What was I going to do? Take it when I was 16? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I don't want to be 16 forever. Not a chance. No. I didn't even want to be 16 when I was 16. I was okay when I was 16, but like, no more of that. No more of that. Well, um, my little piece of spoilerificness for next week mm -hmm. is that um we will encounter one of the planets that i mentioned in today's episode but i will not tell you which you one. mentioned another planet other than 
P four zero three nine seven zero seven. We talked about mul- we talked about multiple other planets throughout this episode. Abydos. I believe we go back to Abydos. Oh, Abydos. We talked about Chulak. We talked about. I swear we talked about another one too. Abydos is my guess. Okay. Maybe we leave Daniel there forever. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, uh, if you. Um, have predictions of what 10 years from the future or 10 years from now will look like if we uh, make 2033. 2033. What is 2033 going to look like? And will Proud we have jackets. made an alliance? Will we have made an alliance with uh, an alien overlord? For sure. But maybe not like full gray coats. Like, I think we're past that. Hope so. They're going to be like way more stylish, I feel like. Unless, like, I don't know, like, not a high, yeah, but like, think about the people that are like celebrities that claim to be like in tune with aliens. They all dress like Tokyo Hotel and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I could, I could buy into that though. I mean, I do buy into that usually. (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm into that more than like, more than the great, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather aliens look like Machine Gun Kelly than look like they came from a cult. Right. MGK over Jared Leto every day. Um, every day. Um, yeah, so if you have feelings about that, please uh, email us at deafandaliens at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on all the social media at Deaf and Aliens. You can follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at cecloud 13 and we will see you on Thursday for Thriller Thursday. Bye.